You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about the fact that you need to stop canceling things due to low registration. Before we get into the episode, make sure you've joined our Facebook groups, Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners, and All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners. Remember to ask answer the membership questions. That helps us get you approved a little bit faster. And reminder, there's no spam or marketing in those groups. So if you do those things, you are going to be removed immediately. The only people who can market are our sponsors of NextGen because they're well-vetted people that we know are going to deliver a great product. Check out nextgenowners.com, get on our blog, get on our email list, and as always, share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. If you have a gym owner friend or another business owner friend who doesn't even own a cheer gym but needs to listen about how they need to stop canceling things due to low registration, then share this episode with them. All right, now let's get into it. I have heard this so many different times on different Facebook groups. I've had clients say these things, um, and it absolutely stresses me out whenever I hear someone say this, and I just want to scream from the, the tops of the highest mountain, don't cancel. But the thing I hear is I only have so many people registered for X. Generally, it's like summer camps or things like that, and I need to cancel. Please, we can't we need to stop doing this stop canceling things due to low registration it is a death sentence for future registrations it is a downward spiral that will lead to a lower enrollment a lower arm and a lower gross revenue so you've got to stop doing this and here is why. Number one, cancellations will make your make next year or the next event even harder. Low reg number two, low registration is a you problem, and it's most likely not your price. And number three, you need to step up and grow it. All right. So one, cancellations will make next year even harder. All right. This is a very simple concept, but if you have someone register for something and then you cancel it on them, they're going to be less likely to register in the future. They're less likely to then go to you for another product because they're going to say, well, they might just cancel it again. And especially when you're talking about people making plans or relying on something or saying, hey, I'm going to sign my kid up for this summer camp and they sign their athlete up and then they say they're going to they're going to be scheduled to work that week or whatever, and then you cancel and you were their solution for childcare and those things. And now they have to scramble to fix that. People are not going to be happy about it. So you need to remember that every time you cancel something, you make everyone who was signed up for it less likely to want to attend in the future. Additionally, Oftentimes, I see people talking about canceling things way too freaking early. People register late, especially if you're marketing and especially if you're getting things out there. But generally speaking, with most events, there are there's kind of key registration times, right? If you're selling something, when it first releases, you get your initial buys, and then there will be some steady trickle of buys 
uh, throughout. And then as you get close to the end, there will be a flood of purchases as well. And that is because people procrastinate and they don't do it. They forget it's on their list of things to do. So you need to make sure that you continue to offer the things that you say you're going to offer. The only reasons I would say to cancel things would be if you have no registrations, like it's just not there, and then you don't even have to announce anything. You just stop promoting it and cancel your staff. Uh, or if there is some sort of like an emergency, there's a flood in the gym, um, there's a you know, a weather emergency, there's something like that, that you need to cancel for some reason, then, then you can cancel, explain what happened, give a refund and you will, people will not be as angry with you as if you just say due to low registration, we've decided to cancel. That is not a good look. And I've seen this happen with competition companies who've canceled events. I've seen this happen with a variety of different things. I've camps, clinics, all those things. And when you do that, you decrease people's desire to work with you in the future. I know some competition companies that canceled entire competitions on people when they had flights and were ready to go and they canceled like a week out due to low registration. And it makes people go, I can't trust you. And now I'm out all this money and my parents are mad at me and I'm not even in control of this situation. You you just canceled it on me. My I made the error of trusting that you were going to be a reputable company uh, to work with. but And that doesn't say they aren't a reputable company, but that was the error that an owner made. And it sets them up in a bad way. And now those owners don't go back to that competition company because they don't trust them. Uh, and the same thing happens on a smaller scale in your gym. If you're canceling clinics, canceling events, canceling things that people have signed up for and paid for. Number two is low registration is a you problem. Generally speaking, your low registration is a direct result to what you and or your team are doing um, to market these events, to make these events get full. So there's a couple factors to think about, and the price is not really one of them. Um, I don't believe that price is oftentimes the barrier in registration that people seem to think it is. And if you set your price correctly, then you're not really stressed out about too many registrations. Like currently our summer camps that we host in our gym, if one kid registers, we are just about to the point of being able to pay for the camp. I think we need one and a half kids to register for camp to cover our cost of camp. Like it's, it's nominal because we're already paying the rent. Like we already have our budget built without camp in it. So it's really just an ad to cover our ROI. Now, yes, we could, there's all sorts of math you can do with it, but I don't stress out as much because I set my pricing high. If you set your pricing low, that's actually going to make it more likely that you want to cancel because, well, I only have five registrations at $75 for a full week of camp. And I have to pay, you know, $500 in payroll and activity fees and all these things of like buying equipment and stuff like that and lunches. And so I don't, I don't have enough people. Um, so sometimes pricing can be a problem in terms of there being, you needing to cancel, but it's generally speaking, in my opinion, not the problem with your registration. So the problems that we tend to see are number one, you didn't get the information out early enough. You didn't put out that this thing was happening far enough in advance for people to know about it, 
you weren't marketing it, you weren't promoting it ahead of time before you even opened it for registration, you need to be promoting that you have things coming, that you have camps coming, you have exciting announcements, whatever it is. There are ways to build up interest without actually having the thing be available. I do this every year um, with tryouts, with our summer camps, uh, with specialty clinics that we're hosting, and I do it with dream camps a ton. Um, I really pump, hey, we, you know, dates are coming out and get ready. Black Friday is coming up. That's when we're going to launch. That's when you can register. And I just keep pumping people up and sending those emails. I don't do it nonstop, but I keep people interested. So you didn't get it out early enough. Number two, you didn't charge enough. I kind of already talked about this one, but you didn't charge enough. So people don't see it as a high value item. And you have to have too high of a registration to cover your return on on investment. And so you are more likely to want to cancel, but it will actually decrease your registration. I, I know this is counterintuitive. Everyone thinks they need to undercut the competitor. I've talked about this on another episode in terms of you need to raise your prices. Uh, I also am going to have another episode coming up talking about how you need to have a high priced item on your on your inventory. Uh, but you, when you don't charge much money, you devalue what you are offering. When you have a higher dollar amount that people are having to pay, and it doesn't have to be outlandish, but m- people are less likely to be committed to something that we they've paid a small amount of money for. Now, we're not the dollar store, but think about something you go buy at a dollar store, a dollar general, whatever, a 99 cent store. You don't treat that thing very well. And if it breaks, you don't really care. And like it's not it's not a big deal cuz you spent a buck on it. Well, the same thing applies for a camp or a clinic or something that is is $25. Uh it, it's just most people are going to be like, "Meh, you know, 25 bucks, yeah, it sucks. I'm out 25 bucks." But it's not a big deal. And there also there's no incentive, there's no rush to pay that 25 bucks. They can pay 25 bucks whenever. So it doesn't feel like a high value item. You want to make sure that your pricing is set where you can get your return on investment as well as show people that the product that you are offering is of value. Your time is of value. Your product is of value. People associate price with how good something is. Does a does a Mercedes drive that much better than a Honda Accord? Not really. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I haven't driven either one for a little bit. But is there a really massive difference in the way they function or the way they drive? I mean, they they both have four wheels, but one people pay much more money for and they see as as higher end and more valuable because it costs more. And it is a luxury car, even though it's pretty similar. Uh, number three in these, the low registration is your problem. You didn't market it or market it correctly. So if you didn't put any money or time into promoting this, then you you didn't market it. If you did not actually send emails, make posts, boost posts, do an ad, set up those things correctly, then you didn't really market it. Or you didn't market it correctly, meaning you had the wrong targeting, or you didn't have the right ad spend, or your copy wasn't great. 
or your imagery wasn't good. I mean, there are a lot of mistakes you can make in marketing. Now, I would prefer you be marketing some and even making mistakes because marketing with mistakes is better than no marketing at all. Sometimes, I mean, within reason, uh, marketing with a ton of typos and things like that is not good either way. You may as well save your money, but doing something, getting posts out there, even if it's free promotional materials that aren't truly marketing because it's not paid, um, is worth doing. So you either didn't market or you didn't market it correctly. And that's why you have a low registration. Or lastly, you may have a low registration because you've been marketing and you've promoted the event and you put it out early enough and you've done all those things and your registration process sucks. I see this a lot in the cheer industry. Many of you, if you're listening to this, I want you to hear me and I'm, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I'm not talking to you directly uh, in terms of you as an individual person, but Many of the cheer industry gyms have horrible registration processes. They suck and people don't want to do them. And you're losing clients because you're making the process to register and sign up for things way too difficult. Please stop doing that. If you need to get a new website so you can make your registration process simpler, then do it. It will absolutely pay for itself. You're costing yourself money by having a difficult registration process. I don't like the go to a website and register with now through Jackrabbit or register now through iClass. It's not my favorite thing. They don't embed very well. And when I have to create an account and do all those different things to register for something, you have to have people who are very motivated and really want your product. And you're going to be less likely to get those semi-interested people to sign up for stuff. So I'm not a not a big believer in those. I just think they are a clunky process and you can make things much easier for people to give you their money. So when your registration process is bad, you're less likely to have people sign up. And on top of that, you could have a variety of challenges because you're trying to do so many things yourself and you haven't gone through the nuance of it. So I recently was working with a client on a call on this and we were, we were trying to diagnose what was going on with their summer camp registration. And as we were looking at some things, we found some issues on the website where, you know, if you clicked on one link, it took you to, to a, a page, but that page didn't lead you to anything to be able to register it led you to like a calendar and you could add it to your calendar. So it was kind of confusing on how to get to the ability to register. And then when you did get to the ability to register, it was the long drawn out jackrabbit process and you had to create an account. You had to do all these different things. Um, and I really think that was a huge limiting factor for them because they were getting lots of clicks on their marketing, but then not lots of conversions. And when you see that happening, it means that something in that process is not right, whether it be the the copy and the imagery and those things aren't enticing people to buy or the registration process is clunky and too difficult. So making those things more simple and more straightforward are going to be beneficial and increase your registrations. People are used to buying things on Amazon now. They want to do a couple clicks. They want to enter some information. Even better if all their information is saved and just be done. Also, they're looking at things on their phone. If you've never tried to register for something like as a new client with Jackrabbit and iClass on your phone, it's a lot of scrolling and a lot of entry of information that can make people get annoyed and frustrated and tired and parents are busy. They're going to, they only have so much time and then they're going to have to cook something or do something. So make it simple for them. 
The last thing and that I want you to do instead of canceling is step up and grow it. Excuses are the weapons of weak people, and you are only a victim. Uh, you are a victim only of your own circumstances, and you are the person who can change them. So, like you're in full control here. So step up, make that change. Canceling your event, canceling your thing is akin to quitting. I'm not a big believer in quitting. In fact, it's one of our core values in our gym, which is never quit. So you need to step up and fill these things. So number one, you need to promote it. Get it on your get it on your Facebook, get it on your Instagram, get it out there. Post about it once a week, twice a week even if it's a big enough event or you can vary it out, but post about these things. Everything doesn't have to be a sell either. It can be pictures saying we're so excited for this event. And don't talk about anything else. Don't, you know, you could put a link to sign up, but other than that, just so excited for this thing. Everything doesn't have to be a hard sell. Or what are the values of attending? Uh, what are the benefits of attending a stunt clinic at Oregon Dream Teams? Well, and then you just list them all out. Again, you're not selling anything, you're just talking about the value that the client is going to get. Promote, 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 promote. Then market. Okay. Market means. Actually, this is now the, the sales process, right? Get it out there. Boost posts. Have links to register. Get people going to your website, going to your registration process, marketing it. Create incentives uh, to sign up, whether it be sign up in the next 24 hours and get a free t-shirt or it, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't always have to be a discount, but make people feel like there's urgency and things are going to expire and, and they need to expire. So pick something that you're comfortable with expiring. It's not great to do the, like the lie of only 20 more hours to register and then no more registrations because you're not really being honest with people. So make sure you're you're actually giving them reality and you're not using like those fake countdown timers that used to show up on websites like five years ago. And then lastly is gather content. If you're hosting an event and even if registration is low, it's still a great opportunity to gather content for next year. Sometimes you have to host events with the goal of marketing them in the future and using this as, okay, I'm going to get lots of video and lots of pictures. So next year I have all the pictures and all the video and I have all the things to talk about how great the camp was or how great the clinic was because that's going to build people's interest in what you are offering. So you've got to gather that content so you have it and you're not having to use all the stock images and things like that to promote your events. Now, you may not know how to do some of these things. And I recently actually got a Facebook message from someone who I've never worked with before asking me to look at her marketing and see why it wasn't having the results that she wanted. And it took me about 30 seconds to look at it and then send her a list of things I would change. So if you are struggling with registration or, or struggling with how to grow enrollment or struggling with those summer camps and things like that, you've got to get with a next-gen coach who can help you build a plan. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day though. So when you get a next-gen coach, you, you need to know you're getting in for a long-term process, right? It's going to take time uh, to get set up, get things implemented and see things start to build momentum. But once that snowball starts rolling down the hill, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but it takes an, a revolution before it starts to gather more snow. So make sure that you 
are getting with a next gen coach and you're signing up as early as you can, like now is the time, get signed up, join Academy and start building that snowball and building that momentum. Now, most of you know I run a camp company and I always said for years that I didn't want to run day camps at the gym because uh, we were just too busy running dream camps. We used to pull up one of the floors in the gym and it was just, it was such a headache and I didn't want to do it and no one was going to be there to maintain it. And so I was very, very resistant to it. And um, my wife, Tori, uh, who's my business partner, was very insistent on, hey, we, we need to try this. Like we got we to gotta give it a shot. I know you don't want to do this. I know you think it's, but it's not going to, be on you at all. So like, let's do this. Let's give it a try. And so we did about four years back. I believe we tried, uh, we started with two camps and they were okay. Registration was pretty low. I think we had like eight and one and nine and another, like nothing to write home about. And they probably were a break even at best. And then, uh, the year after that we did four and then it was like, it was okay, had some, did better, um, again, broke even or made even just like, like a thousand bucks. And then last year, I think we did five and two of them had incredibly low registration early on, but then people started to register late and we started to have some camps with like 25, 30 kids in them. And we really started to see some revenue coming in and we were like, okay, this is starting to build traction. This is starting to work. And now this year we have 10 camps, 10 weeks of camp that we are offering in the gym. That is a revenue potential of $93,000 in 10 weeks. $93,000 that we like don't essentially account for when we budget for a season. Like how big of a difference would $93,000 make in your business? It's huge. And my cost for running these camps is going to be like $11,000 total. Staffing is not crazy expensive. I use high school age kids. I have one adult on site. All the activities are set up. It's super easy. Um, and kids love it. Families love it. We've sold almost 65% of our registrations for camp. And we aren't even to the last minute registrations. Now, do I think we're going to sell out 100%? No, I don't. I think we might get to 75 to 80 though, which would be massive, massive. And none of that would have been possible if I'd stuck with, well, this won't work for us and we don't like it and not really my thing. And maybe we'd canceled it a couple times or canceled one clinic or camp last year because it was low registration in June, even though the camp wasn't until August, well, June 1st, it was kind of low. So we're just going to cancel it and tell those five people that they need to go somewhere else. By not doing that, we have built loyalty. And now we have kids who come back year over year over year just for summer camps. My godson freaking basically sells our Ninja Nerf camp. He attends multiple camps a year. He loves it. He doesn't do anything else in our gym. He just loves Ninja Nerf Camp. And he like brings all his schoolmates from his private school to the gym to do Ninja Nerf Camp. And they freaking love it. And Ninja Nerf Camp was one of the ones three years ago that we probably would have canceled because I think the first one he ever attended, we started out with three kids in it. And he was one of the kids. And so we like sent our two boys just so there would be enough bodies in the camp for it to feel like a camp. 
And now those camps sell out like they have 20, 25 kids in both camps. It's crazy. And we would have canceled them if we were just going off of the like, well, we don't really have high enough numbers. So leaving this episode, here is what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to take canceling out of your list of options just completely. Just throw it away. You have 90,000 things that you can do before you cancel something. So go to all of those things first before you decide, oh, it's time to cancel an event. Number two, discover where you fell short and correct that problem right now. So look at why you might have low registration. Go look at all the things I talked about in uh, number two, which is you didn't get it out early enough, you didn't charge enough, you didn't market it or market correctly, or your registration process sucks. Look at those things and figure out where you fell short. Now, if you feel you didn't fall short in any of those, then there could be a timing issue or things like that. But generally speaking, it's going to be one of those four. Figure out where you made an error and then determine what you need to do to correct that. And do you have time to correct it now? And you might. And number three, as always, if you're in need of a bit of advice, I want you to reach out. I'm here for you. I'm here to answer questions. I can't give you the full client experience, but that person who sent me a Facebook message, I gave him some feedback real quick. I gave him some advice. I don't mind taking five, 10 minutes to give you a couple tips and tricks, get to see what getting coached by a next-gen coach would be like. Um, and give you a little bit of advice. So don't hesitate to shoot me a Facebook message or shoot me an email. Again, it's Dan Cotton, C-O-T-T-O-N uh, on Facebook. Uh, it's the beautiful bald man wearing a suit and or um, a email at dan at nextgenowners.com. I am here to support you. All right, everyone, leaving the episode, please make sure you check out the Let's Talk to Your podcast with Jason Larkins. Amazing stuff, amazing content and share this podcast with someone who would get something out of it, someone who needs to hear this message. We want this to get out to more and more gym owners. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click